Hey, you're listening to the Outside of Sunday podcast. Is your faith stuck on Sunday? Christianity was never meant to be constrained to a weekly church service. I'm Krista, and I'm here to help and encourage you to live your faith outside of Sunday. All right, welcome to this episode of the Outside of Sunday podcast. Today, we are talking about the turmoil in the world that we live in and ask the question, is it time to move into a commune with our Christian friends and family and invest in radiation suits for us and our children? Or is this a greater opportunity for the faith community in these tumultuous times? There truly is a lot of scary stuff happening in the world right now, and it can be terrifying when you lay all the pieces out, but we are actually not going to be focusing on the events of the world in this episode. Instead, we are going to look at the word of God because in his goodness, the Lord has already given us the final word on this topic. What is God's word on this topic? To find out today, we're going to look at the words of Jesus about the end times as recorded in Mark 13 and Luke 21. Now, I'm trying to to move to a more short form podcast uh, episode style thing from now on, so we won't be reading those chapters in full today, but I definitely recommend reading the whole of Mark 13 and Luke 21. Also, Matthew 24, if you're interested in understanding more of what Jesus had to say about the end times. But we're going to kick it off today in verses 5 to 8 of Mark 13. Right before this, actually, Jesus prophesies about the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, which took place approximately 40 years after Jesus's death and resurrection. So after prophesying about the destruction of the temple which happened then Jesus goes on to talk about the end times so this is Mark 13 like I said we're picking it up in verse 5 Jesus said to them watch out that no one deceives you many will come in my name claiming I am he and deceive many when you hear of wars and rumors of wars do not be alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom there will be earthquakes in various places and famines these are the beginning of birth pains one quick point here notice Jesus says that these are the beginning of birth pains As any woman who has had children knows, the beginning of birth pains is not when the baby comes. It's not like in the movies where the water breaks, the lady starts wailing, and 30 seconds later, a beautiful two-month-old baby is placed in her arms. Labor can take hours and sometimes days, and Jesus is saying here that these signs are not telling us the baby is coming right now. No, it's just the beginning. And the Bible tells us, tells us that for God a day is like a thousand years so it's not going to be happening quickly although I will acknowledge that every day that goes by every day that we are still here in this world and on this earth we are getting closer to the end times but let's get back to the text what is the first thing that Jesus tells his disciples here watch out that no one deceives you and two sentences later do not be alarmed Those are the two points I'm going to be focusing on today's episode. So first of all, watch out that no one deceives you. In Luke 21 verse 8, in the same context of Mark 13, we read, And he said, See that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them. So that's it. We've got to watch out that no one deceives us, and also not go after them. I think most of my listeners will be clear on this point, but just so that there is no confusion, when Jesus does return, it won't be a secret. 
in Revelation, it says that every eye will see him. So if someone is trying to tell you that Jesus has returned and he is living in South Korea, you can know for sure that that is not Jesus Christ. Many will come saying, I am he. Do not go after them. The same goes for anyone who says, I've figured it out and I know the date that Jesus is coming back. Guess what? The Bible tells us that not even Jesus knows the day he is coming back. None of the angels know, only the Father. So if anyone is telling you that an angel told me the date that Jesus is returning, or I've decoded Revelation, and I know the day that Jesus is coming back. If anyone tells you that, you can be 100% certain that that is the day Jesus is not coming back. Now Jesus says in Luke 21 not to go after people declaring that the time is at hand. And with that in mind, let's take a moment to think about this. Are we following end times ministries and YouTube channels and prophecy watchdogs a little bit too closely? Now, hear my heart. I'm not saying don't read about the end times. I'm not saying don't pay attention to the prophetic signs. What I am saying is, are we going after them? Who are we following? I'm not talking about who we are following on Instagram. Whose words do we guide our life by? Are we becoming more obsessed with watching for the signs of the end times than we are about knowing and serving our Lord? Really think about that. And if you are feeling convicted right now, that's not me. <laughs> I do not convict or condemn you. I don't know anything about what you are reading or who you are listening to. If you're feeling convicted, take that as a gift from the Holy Spirit. If you feel that tugging, this is just an opportunity for you to maybe pause the podcast right now and ask the Lord to reveal where it is that you have let another take the place that only belongs to him. Because that's it. We are called to follow one. There should only ever be one Lord of our lives, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to Mark now, Mark 13, 32 to 37. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned tasks and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn, if he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Now that almost sounds like the opposite of what I was just saying, but we are told to watch. So like I said earlier, it is totally fine to keep an eye on the events of the world and the fulfillment of prophecy. Uh, but what we read here in Mark 13 is not Jesus telling us to sit still and watch. The master has put his servants in charge. They have ex their assigned tasks and at the same time they are keeping watch. When I'm expecting a package from NZ Post and I know it's going to arrive between 9am and 2pm, I don't grab a chair at 8.59am and wait by the front door, not moving, just sitting and waiting for the courier to arrive and leaping at every sign that they might be arriving. I've never done that in my life. I don't sit and wait. I work and wait. I'm folding the washing. I'm unpacking the dishwasher, tidying the house, making plans for dinner. I'm doing what needs to be done. But when I do hear the squeak of brakes, I look outside because I'm expecting the courier. When a dog barks, I will move to the window to see if it's what I'm waiting for. I'm expectant, I'm ready, 
and at the same time, I'm still at work. Don't let him find you sleeping. One of the final things that sealed my decision to get back into recording the podcast episodes was actually seeing what was going on in the world. I was stirred. And with all that is going on, man, I need to be busy with the work that the Lord has given me, what he's trusted me with. Because once Jesus returns, it's over. No more opportunities to evangelize. No more chances to encourage my fellow Christians to live out their faith outside of Sunday. No more opportunities to glorify the Lord with the life and the breath he has given me here on earth. I see what is happening in the world and it spurs me on. So let's be about our father's business and allow the events of the world to stir up our faith, not stir up our fear. Every moment we draw closer to the Lord's return, do not let him find you sleeping. The next point I want to focus on is do not be alarmed. Mark 13 verse 7. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. Let's not be alarmed. Let's not be terrified. Because right now, it could be very easy to become terrified. I mean, I've been preparing for an episode following this one about Israel. And when you look at all of the pieces on the table at the moment, I mean, Hamas is funded by Iran and Iran is allied with Russia and China. Israel has nuclear weapons and so does Russia and China. And so you really could look at this and think any moment our faces are going to be melted off in nuclear war. But do not be terrified. Like Peter walking on the water, don't look at the waves. Look up at the Lord. I think it's okay and it's good to be informed. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the lead up to the Israel episode researching history and politics and warfare, but I did that to present you with accurate and information for the purposes of that upcoming episode. But when I sign off on that episode, I will be glad to put that aside and get back into studying the word rather than history and war and turn my focus back on the real work of being a Christian. So how do we overcome that fear? Now, I may be oversimplifying here. I mean, I think you know what I would say to you. Spend some time outside of Sunday in worship, in pursuit of knowing Jesus more and study of the word. Yes, do all of those things. But I want to share how I specifically overcome the fear of all that is happening in the world. And that's by thinking about all the people who don't know the Lord. When Jesus comes back, I'm good. You're good if you have your faith and trust in Jesus. I know that I'm secure because I'm clinging on to my Savior. If my face gets melted off in nuclear war, um, I'll be going straight into the presence of the Lord. I'm good either way. But what about all the people who don't know the Lord? What about them? If I'm so busy researching what's going on and being terrified about what's happening in the world, I won't be disciplined to pray for my family and friends who don't know the Lord. But by turning my thinking about end times to rather think about the unsaved people in the world and in my world, it gives my prayer life urgency and focus. It motivates me to plan outreach events in my community and it stirs in me the desire to encourage Christian women of New Zealand to get serious about their faith. And it also gives me a greater desire to read my word and worship the Lord every day. 
Now, you might have heard this before, but there's a famous atheist called Penn Gillette. He's also a famous famous musician, uh, not musician, magician, uh, as well as a famous atheist. You might have heard of the Penn and Teller Magician Magic Act. Um, so this is that guy, Penn Gillette. And here is a quote from him that I just want to read to you. He says, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't proselytize. Proselytize is just another fancy word for evangelism. <laughs> and I'll continue reading. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and a hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life and you think it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward, awkward. And atheists who think people shouldn't proselytize and who say, just leave me alone and keep your religion to yourself. How much do you have to hate somebody not to proselytize? How much do you have to hate someone to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, if I believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe that truck was bearing down at you, there's a certain point where I tackle you and this being heaven and hell is more important than that. That's from an atheist. Man, we have work to do. The master is away and we his servants have work to do. But it's not our own jobless. That's the thing. It's not our work. It's the Lord's work. We're just his servants. Look, every day I'm still here is another day to serve the Lord. I won't be able to tell anyone about Jesus when I'm gone. I won't be able to encourage my sisters in Christ when I'm with the Lord. While I'm still here, while you're still here, there is still the opportunity for us to point others to Christ. Let's watch out that no one deceives us, but follow Christ more closely. Let's not be petrified for the end, but prepare for Christ's return. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Outside of Sunday podcast. I'll catch you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end of this episode of the Outside of Sunday podcast. Thanks for the support. Become an official outsider by liking and subscribing and leaving a five-star review. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Outside of Sunday podcast. And don't forget to let someone you know know about this podcast.